You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. First off, I feel like I got to start this thing off by just apologizing because this show came out several weeks ago. Everything got super crazy. This wasn't even really on my radar as far as, oh, God, it's dropping now. I mean, I knew it was going to come out at some point because the creator of Kaiko and Kakash, this Panama Polish animated series, is a friend of ours, Maciek Kerr. And my normal rule is I don't like reviewing stuff that is done by people I care about or like or I'm close to. And I definitely feel that way. In fact, I think we all do here on this review about Maciek. We've talked to him many times. He's even been on some One of Us reviews himself. But he is like the head writer for this show. I knew it was going to happen at some point, and then he sends me a message, it's out. Can you do the review? (laughs) I had very mixed feelings about wanting to do the review for a friend. But you know what? When the guy himself is like, I don't care, I can take it, whatever it is, you can hate it, I won't be mad at you. Can I, though? (laughs) Because I would be mad if somebody, no matter what I said, if somebody did that to me. But luckily, I needn't have worried, because... Fortunately, Kaiko and Kakash is actually kind of charming in a very, in a way I was more familiar with than I thought I was going to be because even the original book, which it's based on, which came out 1970s, 1972 in Poland by Janusz Krista, there was a lot of talk that, wow, this was certainly a lot like Asterix the Gaul or Asterix and Obelix, a French comic book that had started in the 50s. And yes, yes, it is. (laughs) It's a lot like it. But who cares? Whatever. Not here in America, certainly, because we don't know anything about Asterix and Obelix either. I'm here for both. I'm pretty happy to watch this. I'm not making any comment on whether or not, because there's a lot of controversy about how, to what degree... It had anything to do with that, but we don't care. That's the end of that discussion. All I know is my friend made a pretty good show, and I'm excited to talk about it. And joining me are some other friends of our friend. I've got Brad. Hello. And Spider Mike, who I'm told will spend hours on the phone with Machek just talking about any goddamn thing. It's hard not to. It's really, really hard not to. Me and him have such a similar outlook on so many things. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, whenever he talks to me about doing something for the site or contributing in any way about animation, he's always like, ooh, maybe I could get Spider Mike to do it with me. I was like, oh, you guys are like a couple now. <laughs> I love him, but he asks me about stuff I've never even considered watching. He's like, let's do the My Little Pony movie. And I'm just like, I, I don't I've seen it. No, I've good. seen all of them. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, Machek, you should be calling Brad about those things, I guess. that That's yeah. more in his uh, wheelhouse. <laughs> but it's not Panama, as we <laughs> said. You got a Dr. Hooves character in My Little Pony. You'll all see it eventually. There's a Dr. Who, My Little Pony. A Dr. Hooves. And he says, Alonzi, in one episode and it blew my mind that just makes me want to watch it less really <laughs> just 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 look up the gif honestly yeah, fair, GIF. fair enough well uh, i'm not doing that maybe you can get brad on that one but it's funny <laughs> to know that even with mike and Machek's special and like really kind of heartwarming friendship that there's a point for mike he's like 
okay, dude, back off. <laughs> well, that's just, I never got into My Little Pony. Like I've, I was never that guy. So yeah, that's just what it comes down. Well, to. I had little kids when it was at its peak, and you know, I spend time with them, anyways. And I watched this with them as well. Which was that a good idea or a bad idea? Because there's kind of a lot of swearing in this charming little cartoon. I mean, it's very light swearing, to be clear. But you know, I mean, it's more of the damn and hell. Yeah, I think there's like one shit in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it took me aback. Like, whoa! When you're a parent and you have like a four year old next to you, because they'll repeat it. It's gonna happen. And if you watch sports, everyone will accuse you of teaching it to them. So that's just the way. It well, goes. then what you have to do is change your own thing. So instead, you say just completely ridiculous nonsense words yeah gibberish yeah, yeah like like just keep saying it and saying it and saying it till that replaces fuck or <laughs> cocksucker or whatever thing oh shit your kid's not listening to this review is no he? no 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 maybe okay, the oldest okay. but not any yeah you tell that little motherfucker to go into the other room <laughs> the adults are talking yeah you guys all watched it in english i didn't i had no idea there was like the dub had used a bunch of cursing yeah apparently. yeah the dub is wonderful the english dub and the original voice actors it almost seems like they had a conversation with each other to get the characters so aligned well with both tones and theming of this show. As usual, when I'm watching animation specifically that's dubbed, I'm going to listen to the dubbed version first and see how it is. Because some of the dubbed stuff out there is just terrible. Oh, yeah. But a lot of it is just as good as the Polish version. And they're both slip synced. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, well, I'd rather watch really good American voice actors do it in English than have to watch subtitles if there's really going to be little difference in acting quality. And in this case, I was like, oh. I'll just watch the English version. This is actually working pretty well for me. And there is, in fact, a different cast on here. I believe it's like uh, Kokosh is Michael Sorek. Kaiko is Sean Chiplock. Hegemon is Michael Yavanelli. Um, Mirmil is Jesse Cordy. And Corporal is Frank Garish, among lots of other voices that appear in as other characters. Fun fact, Sean Chiplock is a Spider-Man voice actor for the Avengers game. Well, I know that the first one I listed, Kokosh, Michael Sorek, was actually one of the leads in Berserk, the Japanese anime. Oh, okay. oh yeah, with guts. Yeah. But a lot of dub actors nowadays are very much part of anime stuff, sure. especially the ones in these, because I was thinking I looked up some of that stuff. Because I did try watching it in english originally what happened was that when i watched it it had the subtitles for the polish version on it because mm -hmm. i guess somebody had watched it so you got me. all the swear the writing was slightly different in the polish one and i liked the writing more in the polish subtitles than i did in the american dub and so i ended up watching it that way instead because i just enjoyed the jokes more yeah and that's fun that's a fun way to watch foreign projects like this so as i said the original book by janusz krista he wrote it for a long time Th these characters appeared actually before their appearance in their separate comic book and previous stuff he was writing going back to, I believe, the early 60s. But this was very popular. There's been a short 3D animated film before. There's a shit ton of graphic novels of it. There's been like eight video games based on this. But then the first long form story in almost 30 years, The Royal Mounties, was published in spring of 2019, written by Majek Kerr, drawn by, and I have no idea how to pronounce this correctly, so just, I'm sorry, Slawon Warnier Kielbus is phonetically how it That sounds right. It says it on there. <laughs> uh, it was based on an unused idea by Krista himself, taken from his notes. The fans loved it, so they got this deal for this Netflix series. From what I'm told, Machek wasn't even originally going to be the writer for it, but he turned in some scripts anyway, and Machek, you can correct me if this isn't absolutely right, and they were like, you know what, I think we're going to go with your scripts. We like your, your version of this better, and since he was actually the guy who was currently writing, had written several of the short stories and was currently writing the book of it sure why not and he wrote or i should say co-wrote 
all of these alongside Rafa. Oh, good list, isn't it? Rafa Skarzyki? That's almost certainly completely wrong. <laughs> but this is about 14. It says two seasons. They put it all, all here at once. It's 14 episodes that are all very short. They're like 10 to 15 minutes a pop. It won't take you long to go through this. But it is kind of an adorable series with basically a small village in Poland that is guarded, sort of protected largely by the two main characters, Kaiko and Kokosz. Kaiko is a very small but smart guy, and then his best friend is very big but kind of dumb. Super strong, of course. But there's just an assortment of other weird characters in living here, including the person who runs it, Mermeril, who's a small guy with a huge red mustache, and he's married to Lubawa. Basically, what he constantly putting him in his place for making stupid decisions. Then there's uh, Yaga, who's based on Baba Yaga, except she doesn't run around in a, a hut with bird legs, who's a witch, but a good witch but also Kokosius's aunt, who is married to Breakbone, who is like pa Robin Hood if he was being played by Patrick Warburton and also was kind of dumb like the tick is as well when Patrick Warburton <laughs> played him. Yeah, but I talked to Machak about him because I loved him so much and he says he's based on like a Polish version of like a Robin Hood type character. Good. Yeah. He's, and he's a parody of that specific character apparently. Right. Well, he's like superhumanly strong. Like he throws something in the air and it, it'll keep going until it's in outer space type of strong. But he is so dumb that he thinks his, his wife, the witch, gives him a flute and says, this is what makes you stronger and it's not he's strong naturally but it gives a placebo effect and this is the thing that happens in these series there's also they find a baby dragon in the first episode like an egg and they hatch it and so there's a baby dragon that eventually they have to send back to the land of the dragon so no one can hurt it which i guess had his own miniseries comics about him and then most notably the bad guys are the knave knights and there's an assorted amount of people in them that are the bad guys they're just mustache twirling knights that keep yeah. coming up with plans to do something? I, I'm not sure what their goal is, really, ultimately. Uh, honestly, but... I just think they want to be treated as if they're important and they run the show. Okay. And the town's just not having it. And they're like, you're not, though. You're <laughs> you're of no means of importance to us. And they take umbrage with that. Yeah, they just want the town, I guess, <laughs> to fuck with the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a Looney Tunes-type like idea is what the show is a lot of the times. And I think that's why it works so well for me, even like with the whole Polish... A lot, there's a lot of references to stuff Polish-wise when I watched it, because sure. I, I watched yeah. the, the sub-version of it. Sure, I didn't understand some of it, but the jokes were still very much just the Looney Tooney type joke. Like, one of my favorite... Okay, Breakbone, I'm just going to say it right now, Breakbone is my favorite character in the entire thing. <laughs> hands down. There's a gag that I knew was coming, but still made me laugh just as hard, which is when he robs somebody, and, the, for, and he's like, hey, I give this to the poor, and he's like, well, I'm poor now, because you're... You robbed me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he starts giving him his shit back. <laughs> Which, in all fairness, is a Monty Python bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's moral <laughs> But quandaries. then again, almost everything is now. Yeah. So it's hard not to. We're be, like, but... look back and go, Monty Python did that first. It's like, well, they did basically invent modern humor. So It's true. But that's why, like, like I said, I saw the joke coming from like a mile away, but it still made me laugh because like... It's, yeah. They're all very simplistic types of cartoony humor jokes that are just a lot of fun in general. Like, there's one where Hegemon, yeah, Hege Hegemon, Hegemon, yeah, his his henchman, cruel Hegemon, yeah, he Hegemon's <laughs> henchman is like, well, I I put out this bounty for them, but I also put that like they would marry your daughter, and he's like, I don't have a daughter, <laughs> kind of thing, and so he has to like dress up 
a drag to be like, oh, I'm the daughter or whatever. Help me capture this dragon. And I just, I, like, every time, <laughs> like, as simplistic as the joke was, I still laughed every single time. You were seeking of it being Looney Tunes-ish, and right there, you're just like, okay, this is very Looney Tunes-ish, with, like, the characters dressing up in drag and stuff. I was a little worried there was going to be cultural differencing that was going to be, oh, that was uncomfortable, but I didn't really find anything in here like that. I mean, maybe Netflix themselves went over it with a fine-tooth comb. I don't know, but seems like not a lot of people are watching Polish animation for mid-range kids to detect the <laughs> subtext of, of uh, what's not woke enough. Yeah, they don't really pay attention to the Panama community to figure out if that's something they need to do. Yeah, there's, there's so much things about this, because as we were talking about the voices... Maciek did mention to me that the, a lot of the voice cast of this are famous Polish people mm. because the series is so popular there that a lot of these people are actual famous Polish actors. There is one episode that he told me that he likes the most in English, which is the episode with the teenage girl who wants the dragon really hard. Mm -hmm. The dub actress for the, the girl it sounds more like a teenager, <laughs> was what he said. And he's right. That was one of the few I watched in both English and Polish, which I really, really liked. I really, really like the show a lot, actually. The first season is a series of shorts, is really what it is. That's one of the things I like about it, is just that you can sit through it. It's really short. I think the first season counts as only, like, eight episodes or something like that. Not even, probably not even. The second season is where what, it has an actual story that takes place across, like, what, three or four episodes? Yeah, when they travel to that island. Yes, that's right. The magical gambling island. Yeah, <laughs> and there's plenty of episodes that are just a lot of fun. That, different characters, I don't know that that translate as well in English. There's one, he rhymes everything he says in the Polish version. I don't know if he does that in the English version that well, which is, he's that knight with the, he does. the feather on his head. Yeah, uh, with the warrior. He's a lot of fun. I love the hell out of him. <laughs> he's so much fun. There's a, there's a great gag with him involving his horse at some point that really had me laughing. And everybody, all the camaraderie among all the characters is a lot of fun to watch. The Knave Knights have a very specific catchphrase, which is like, slice them, which I thought was a lot of fun. There's so much about the show that I really, really enjoyed, and I was so happy that you asked me to do this because I was just like, I really, really like this a lot. It's so much fun. It's The animation itself is... A little iffy here and there, but it's actually, but for the most part, it's fairly well animated. The panimation? Yes, the panimation is pretty good. Like, when it was done, I was like, man, I didn't even realize how, that I'd watched the whole thing. Because originally, I was just going to sit down to watch some of it and then watch the rest later that day. And then I just sat there and I sat, I think it was like three hours, I think is the most about or something like that. And I just plowed through it. I wanted there to be more. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, we had a similar experience. I watched this with all the kids. And that's how I knew about some of the the dubbing was a bit cursy, and we'd switch back and forth between English and the original language, and both are top notch. And now they're walking around screaming "cocksucker" in Polish everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut cut his head off, break bone, nothing like that per se. But and it's it's fun. And I told them season one ends, we're taking a break, we got other stuff to do, and then we stop it. Like, oh, sorry, kids, we got stuff to do now. We're stopping now. We'll finish it later. And we've actually already gotten to like the meat of season two. I just didn't notice. It's like, well, so breezy, light, and silly. Uh, okay, we'll finish it later, though. But yeah, it's a very quick watch. And when you do finish all of it, it is kind of a bummer because it doesn't necessarily have a conclusion, I'd say. But what Chuck Jones type of comedy does have a conclusion the conclusion is and all these characters kept having zany adventures maybe they'll get produced later the end you know? <laughs> yeah it was a very enjoyable experience well you guys basically just gave your final thoughts so why don't you give me your <laughs> ratings brad just in conclusion i also love the dragon it's cute people were terrified of it 
I'm like, oh, silly, scared of a cute baby dragon. Then it shows what it can do. I'm like, oh, you got me. This actually is a fearsome creature. That's pretty cool. That's a good joke. So I'm going to go with 7.5 out of 10 giant eggs that you shouldn't cook for dinner. Yeah, I like the bit where the dragon's totally harmless unless something else cute and tinier than it shows up. And then it's basically like a giant flamethrower that will destroy anything (laughs) in its path. (laughs) Mike? Yeah, I like this a lot. This was a lot of fun. Like I said, the animation's really good. All the characters are so much fun. Even the bad guys are a lot of fun. The schemes of the bad guys are like fun, as well as just the the outcomes of just little things that you... Like, you know what the joke is going to be, but you still laugh at it. Like, there's never a time where I watched it where I didn't like a joke. I think it's a lot of fun, and if you have kids, I think it would be a fun time to just watch real quick. And if you just like the the idea of just the sort of Looney Tune-type humor, I also think you're going to really like it. Like Chris said, it's really short. They're 10 minutes, essentially, because it has the intro and the credits, and you can skip those and be even faster. I would have to give it 8 out of 10 magic clubs. So this is not really pointed at me, which is the main thing I was worried about watching this going, okay, I'm trying to judge this thing that is not at all meant for me and having a hard time staying focused. But I didn't have a hard time staying focused because it is pretty amusing. It it does have that sort of Looney Tunes feel to it. I think you have to be in the mood for this exact sort of thing if you're not a little kid, because it's more for little kids with Dirty Mouse. But it's still very, very charming and fun. And I look forward to seeing more of it. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten brand new characters that should be introduced in season three that are local theater critics. <laughs> Putting that one out there. That Just would be say. interesting. Maybe you could call them a Kyrus Cider Mike and uh, a Bradley <laughs> Motwin. <laughs> wow. As long as I get a magic club. Do those sound Polish? I don't know. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Stieg. Stieg Bradley. Stieg Bradley. They, you always wanted yeah. to be a Stieg. Yeah. Stieg is a cool name. So if your name was Stieg, you wouldn't just be sitting there in your living room with this like wintery sweater you have on. Yeah. You'd be out fighting terrorists on the ice in a truck or something. It's onesie pajamas. <laughs> it's of course got, it does. It's got antlers. 